Welcome, listeners, to Cornerstones episode number 18, second episode of 2023. And I'm very Happy and excited to have two special guests on today. This one gentleman I met probably eight years ago out on the nightlife scene of New York. His bar, which really became a second home to me and my friends back in the day, we have a lot of great memories at. I had my 29th birthday at Blue Haven back in the day. And it was the same night that Villanova won the national championship, so definitely a very memorable night for me. And on my 30th birthday, I had part of it at Blue Haven East. And then the next night, I had another part of it at Blue Haven OG. So Blue Haven has has been a really great and memorable place for me in my uh, time in New York, which is why I'm very happy to have Alex and Scotty Cohen on the show today. How are you doing, guys? Doing good. Great. Thanks for having us on. Of course. Of course. I gave a little bit of a way talking about Scotty and Blue Haven, so now uh, the cat's out of the bag and you guys know what he does. But as I mentioned, Blue Haven, I got introduced to Blue Haven actually through a good friend of mine, Mark Malloy, who Scotty knows, who actually lived right next door. So shout out to Mark. It was a big part of our lives back in our 20s and early 30s. And um, very grateful for Scotty and his hospitality and all the fun times we had there. So I'm going to just give a brief bio on Cornerstones, and then I'm going to hand it over to Scotty and to Alex to give them to give a brief bio on themselves. But Cornerstones is a it's a podcast I started a couple of years ago. And it's a space where couples like Scotty and Alex can come and talk about the journey of their relationship, from how they met, what attracted them to each other, any seminal moments or obstacles they had to get over, and then finally why they decided to get married and how marriage life has been. So the point is to hear these stories to inspire other people, whether you're single, dating, married, whatever it may be, to learn from the valuable lessons that they're going to tell us and to give us a source of motivation and inspiration. So I will pass it over. Alex, do you want to give a quick bio on yourself before we begin? Sure. So I'm Alex Puchicoan and (laughs) born in California and or sorry, born in New York, raised in California, moved back here about 13 years ago. And um, I wear a few different hats. Namely, I am a fitness instructor. I've been teaching indoor cycling for about a decade, which is crazy to say. And I also am an online coach for women teaching intuitive eating, which is basically anti-diet work and body image. So that's what I do. Awesome. Very cool. And Scotty? Uh, Yeah. So my name is Scotty Cohen. Um, I was born in Boston, uh, raised in San Diego. So I kind of got a little bit of best of both worlds. Um, Still fully ball Boston sports and things like that. And then uh, I moved back to, I moved to New York. I followed a girl out here about 13 Hmm. years ago in 2010. We actually both sitting next to you, right? One sitting next to me. Not I, no, not I. Not I. Not Alex. Um, and, uh, so funny, we both actually moved here in 2010. Um, and I moved here, I think, June, you September, right? Yeah, we were living yeah. like a 15 minute walk away from each other, yeah, but hadn't met. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, and then, yeah. And so then I, I moved out here. I moved out here as an EMT trying to get in the fire department. And I had bartended through all through college, 
Um, things didn't work out. I ended up doing the bar industry and then uh, worked at Blue Haven. I uh, was a general manager, head bartender. That's where I met you. Mm-hmm. Has it been eight years? I want to say it feels like more, but I guess I guess 2015. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think when I was, I'm 34. Yeah, I guess when I was like 25, 26, we started coming by. And like I said, Mark Malloy. Yeah, Mark Haven, and, and it was when you and Sarah were behind the bar at the one on Sullivan. And yeah, uh, and yeah. Yeah, so then I, so I was a head bartender GM there, and then I opened my own Blue Haven, Blue Haven East in 2018, and that's where I am now. Amazing, amazing. So actually, my first question is just for you, Scotty. It's a yes or no question, okay? Yep. You ready? I think so. Is Blue Haven a Villanova bar? <laughs> it, yeah, basketball. For basketball, yeah, I'd say yes. Yes, I love that. I love that. Now this guy's about to lose a lot of business, even better. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, Scotty. Appreciate that. Big sacrifice. But that is the correct answer. There was only one answer. And we're gonna we're gonna resurrect our program this year. So we'll be back in full force. Definitely only one answer on this podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I would have edited it out to make sure he said yes anyway. Perfect. Right. Um but yeah, let's start about like let's talk about how you two first met. So how did that happen? Oh, so we met pandemic, uh, Tinder, out of all things. Um, we we matched, and um, which is kind of like a crazy story and all because you know it was the beginning of the pandemic. Nobody knew what was happening. Nobody like people. You know, a lot of people didn't want to hang out with other people. This was like um, peak pandemic. So we're talking like it was ground zero in New York. It was like the apocalypse. You know, right. it was a ghost town. It was very scary. The idea of even being near another person, like a roommate even, was like terrifying. The whole thing was, it was a terrifying time, to be honest. Um, and so to, to be online dating uh, during that time was, I think, in part, boredom in part because the world had already stopped mm-hmm. moving basically um it was part boredom it was part excitement what's possible at this time you know who knows and yeah and when you say when she says boredom that literally like i was a hinge guy uh never really used tinder big hinge energy. Um, my tinder profile was like a mockery it was just funny it like didn't like i wasn't trying to meet somebody on tinder right uh, decided to re-download it while being completely bored in my apartment and don't even remember actually matching with Alex but then of course when she came up uh I was like uh yes (laughs) (laughs) so then we so the funny thing is also with that we we like exchange texts as you do through online dating um and then I was definitely more persistent uh in the texting and you know she had she she had these big beautiful curls that I like loved and you know when you meet somebody online you kind of like obsess over like the idea of them um right. so yes we had texting it like fall it fell off a little bit and then um and then we finally like continued the conversation through tinder and decided to, to do a facetime date and uh- Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna ask Scotty, were you when you got on Tinder, were you looking for something serious at that point? Because how old were you at that 
Oh, I mean, yeah, I was always, I was, I've always been looking for something serious. Um, I, I mean, I was bartending for many years and, you know, if you're, I used to have this joke, if you're like a New York bartender um, and you're even like decent looking, uh, a girl walks in the bar and you have an 90% chance of getting their number. Not that you're going to like do anything else with them, but you have a, like a 90% chance to get their number. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm on the other side of the bar, it goes down to about 2%. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, it was different when you were a bartender, like, but I was always looking for love, even though, um, throughout the years, even though like a lot of other things had happened during that, but even with love, other things besides love were looking for you. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, so I was always looking for someone through hinge Tinder and everything like that. Um, he had a, uh, reputation for being a hopeless romantic for sure like all of his friends gave him like a lot of you know grief about it and even when we met you know scotty told his friends and immediately they were like oh god not again (laughs) oh he's in love again you know right it's it's a cycle cycle of yeah So, yeah, Alex, what about you? So Scotty said that he was more persistent. Were you hesitant because of him or is it because of the pandemic or own personal reasons? So I was having a great time online dating during the pandemic. I had a couple of guys that I was speaking to on FaceTime already that I had had a few dates with. Each one was like an hour or so. And I just, I honestly had a sneaking suspicion that I was going to meet my person during that time. It was an instinct. I was like, this seems amazing. You, you, there's no, no one's meeting up. Everyone's just speaking to each other. There's no pressure to go home with anybody or anything. It's like, you really are just there to get to know somebody, at least in the interim, you know, the, the, that time. And I, I was always very clear that I was looking for the real deal. And I was on Tinder, honestly, because I had a really good luck on Tinder. I found that on Hinge, I would get like four matches a day. And I was like, absolutely not. None of these. And on Tinder, it was like, I really got, I got good at assessing people's profiles. And what's really funny is that Scotty totally defied all of my rules about a profile because while he was actually looking for the real deal, his Tinder profile was a joke profile (laughs) and totally like he, his bio was a quote from Zoolander. Zoolander. (laughs) His pictures. I had decided I had dated a bartender before and I was like, you know, I also, I should mention like, I've been a meditation teacher. Like I, I've I've worn several other different hats and I had made a decision, you know, I really don't think that I want to date anybody who's a bar person. And so I was like, if somebody has more than two pictures of them in a bar, Mm -hmm. I'm going to just kind of say that's a, that's a no go. Of course, Scotty had like three plus. Yeah. And, And it was just, I, you know, Honestly, I really just thought he was hot. And I was like, you know what? I remember swiping being like, eh, what's what's the harm? Um, yeah. But 
Yeah, but the reason that he was more persistent, honestly, was because... And he knows, I mean, this is not something you don't know, Scott. I thought he was boring. (laughs) I thought he was really boring. Um, And part of that was he was really uh, persistent in keeping the chat going. Mm -hmm. And in keeping the chat going he would talk about just the most mundane stuff. So he was telling me all about his, his bar, which I was like, okay, cool. And then he was telling me he was going to the bar and, and um, you know, sanding down the bar um, while the bars closed during COVID and <laughs> the work he was doing. I was like, bro, I don't even know you. Like, yeah, it's, so I, it's almost like he was like talking to like his manager or something like, yeah, just yeah. Put, all clean, put all the clean glasses away. <laughs> Right. And what I found out later was that what he was doing was he was trying to keep the, the momentum going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was honestly, it was really cute. And what I did gather right away was this person was really interested in talking to me. And yeah. that's something that I really valued at that point because Scotty and I both at this point had dated half of New York City. Mm-hmm. And I think we really did come to this relationship knowing some things that we really valued and that was one of them okay um one of them scotty being like the fact that you two were showing interest in each other and um being intentional about just keeping the conversation going and and showing that you really cared um yeah well i mean at the beginning it was just kind of like it was getting a we actually at this point hadn't even had a facetime date yet so it was like let's just it was I was trying to keep the conversation going to then like, you know, I always personally felt like I was really good at a first date. (laughs) And the funny thing is Alex also believes she's really good at a first date. And so we were just excited. I just wanted to get a, you know, a FaceTime date on the books and we did. And then once we did, I feel like I kind of pulled back a little bit and didn't like, wasn't so much, you know, Hey, what do you like? You know, wasn't trying to tell her a million things and trying to ask a million questions because then we could wait for the FaceTime date. Um, yeah. But our first date was what Friday, March twenty eighth, I think something like that. Wow, remember the date, huh? Yeah, I think so. Which is like also very like pandemic, you know. Um, oh, that's true. So yeah, twenty twenty. So it was just when it kicked off. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, Scott, by the way, knows all the dates. He has yeah. a he has a list. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Might as well get him, get him tattooed. <laughs> um, but I I always will remember the thing about so our first date, we both we both had, had FaceTime dates with other people. And each FaceTime date I had, which were they were all like really like it was really cool getting to know people during the pandemic. But each FaceTime date lasted usually about an hour. And it was all about the pandemic and all about COVID. And yeah, our first date was four hours. And we did not talk about COVID once. No way. Yeah. I think we might, we probably we said probably, it. Yeah, you had to have said something about it. <laughs> I think it was like, mentioned, yeah. but we. How about that lack of toilet paper or something, you know, like. And, right. Yeah, we just didn't talk about it. And that, and we just were talking to each other about yeah. each other. 
and just getting to know each other. And all of a sudden it's like, we're drinking wine. We're like, Oh yeah. We crushed we'll bottle yeah. of wine. <laughs> we were both like, Oh, excuse me. I got to take a pee break. And like both doing like running our, you know, running the bathrooms, coming back and <laughs> wow. four hours, <laughs> four hours. And That's it just incredible. felt normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was going to ask what was, what was different? You guys have had a lot of FaceTime dates and have been dating a lot up to that period. Did you two notice something immediately was very different in each other? A hundred percent. Yeah. So um, I had my therapist said something really interesting to me and I'm, I'm an anxiety girly. Like I live with generalized anxiety. And so something that one of that, my therapist said that I think was absolute gold and really made our relationship like or the fact that this might be a relationship for me very clear at the beginning was that she said to me you know that anxious feeling that like butterflies feeling or not that anxious feeling that butterflies feeling that like oh my god oh my god oh my god that what you think is like excitement at the beginning the relationship um that's often romanticized too in movies and all the things right like the fireworks and the all of that she was like Often that's just anxiety. And actually it should feel pretty calm. And I was like, all right, lady, like, are you yeah. sure? That yeah. seems so at odds with what I had understood up to that point. And a lot of people that I thought that I was going to be in really long-term relationships with or things that, you know, whatever. So when Scott and I spoke, what struck me was how incredibly calm I felt. Wow. It was like, I felt so at ease. There was honestly, like there weren't fireworks. Like I thought, yeah, I thought he was hot. (laughs) You know, it's not like there was no attraction, but it just felt so, I felt so at home, so at peace. Mm. And that's what was different. And I remember getting off the call and going, you know, obviously this is way too early <laughs> to tell, but this could be it. Like I, I had that thought for sure. Wow. Yeah. I, I felt fireworks, even though. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing, nothing calm within Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> Anxiety. So, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe don't make that a blanket statement, but. Yeah. No, well, but- after I was like, but my, my, my girlfriend's, give me grief all the time because uh after like first dates I'm like I'm in love and usually that's until I I fall in love with the idea of somebody and then you know then don't really fall in love with them um but yeah the first date with Alex I was like uh this could be it I mean I think she's really? the one wow yeah and then we proceeded to we went what four hour date then the next night we had a five hour date and then wow. two days later, or no, then the next night we had, she had a party, which, and when we say we had a party, it was during COVID. Uh, she had a dance party that she was doing with friends, and I had a happy hour that I was doing with friends. Obviously all virtual on Zoom. Yeah. Right. And so we decided to, like, meet up after on, like, <laughs> All Zoom. of the <laughs> virtual, it's just so crazy. It is, yeah, it is. But um, no, that's interesting about, well, first of all, you know, during the pandemic, you know that 
when you said like you had your next date then right after the day after and the next it's like there's nothing else to do so it's not like so what are your plans this weekend <laughs> it's like your plans are the same as my plans uh for the most for the most part and um just take a step back was alex and, and scotty besides alex you feeling like calm and very at home and very at ease with scotty um were there other characteristics or attributes about him and obviously you're just getting to know him so maybe you can talk about some things that you learned as well throughout it but like what what uh what initially attracted you to him he was so interested Mm. in what i had to say he was such a good listener Mm -hmm. and asked questions like follow-up questions it wasn't like so you know what do you do and then I would explain and then he would kind of start talking about himself he really truly seemed to care mm-hmm. um and be really attentive and I really clocked that um and he we we got deep fast and mm-hmm. I really I can do small talk really well, but I don't love it. I like going in and especially with dating, it's like, if I'm looking for something real, a date where we're just shooting, you know, the shit or whatever, like it's not going to be a very, it's not going to benefit me really much. So I really loved that we started getting into family dynamics and, you know, I don't know, we, we went in, we went in, we talked about, what we were looking for too. We were not hiding the fact that we were looking for love, not, and it scared neither of us off. It was like, Oh good. We're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, all of those things, like the way I felt, but also his, he really, he really made clear, like he was a super loyal person. He had lots of girlfriends, which I actually really appreciate. A lot of his exes were very, um, threatened by that I thought that that was a great sign mm-hmm. he grew up with sisters he he lo- clearly loves women as women you know as people right. um and respects them and was a great listener yeah just like so many beautiful qualities and I could just see his heart he just had a really kind heart mm-hmm. yeah I so think he- a lot of people would say that about Scotty oh yeah yeah he's like i sometimes i'm just like he's a hard on legs you know he's like yeah, hard on legs <laughs> but even, even i'm not surprised because even like seeing scotty from the other side of the bar when he was working you know you could tell he always uh made the experience or the interaction like personal for you and not just like like i'm an aggravated bartender here's a bud light get out of my way kind of thing you know it was just like you know i can't like, even yeah exactly like yeah like stopping like everyone's like waving like cards in front of him he's like yeah so how's your day been you know (laughs) um which i always appreciated and and loved about scotty which made his bars a a special place um can i ask you one quick question too alex you said it sounds like there was a lot of chemistry and compatibility but you also said you're both looking for love you're both like serious about being on that path how much of that like do you feel that's very important when two people enter into that and like how important is it for people because that's a that's a volitional thing that's like uh act of the will right 
to make to be on that path. So how important do you think it is um, when you when you're out looking and out dating? You know, I really think that there are so many different kinds of stories, as I'm sure you've heard on here and different ways into relationship. Yep. And I've seen relationships that do work that, you know, people were looking for different things. Um, but I do think that part of the magic of ours was that that was one thing we did not have to question. It was like, we, if there was anything that held us back, it was going to be compatibility. It was not going to be questioning, are they really ready? Is this, you know, how is this going to be a really long timeline? It was like two people who are at the right place, right time in their lives for a relationship, for, for the long game, for marriage, all of that stuff. And I really do think that that is super helpful. And I think Scott and I have both talked about the fact that there are people in our lives who, you know, we met that we were compatible with in so many ways, but a huge deterrent was the timing, you know, yeah. where are you in your life? What's, what's, what are you valuing at that point? And, you know, what sacrifices are you willing to make for, you know, that real, real. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think it's, I don't think it has to be the most important thing, but I think if it, if that, if you have that in common, it's going to save a lot of time, a lot of questions. Um, and it can be super, super beneficial. Yeah. Agreed. The commitment part is, is a big, is a big uh, aspect of it. Like wanting to commit. Yeah. 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 And honestly, it was helpful because at that point in my life, like I just wasn't I wasn't giving any time to anyone who wasn't ready. Like mm -hmm. I did, I was like, if we're going on dates, you're ready. If you don't know, we're not. Yeah. And that cut through a lot of bullshit to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I feel like some people might be in the exploration and that's good. Obviously you need to explore, but then there comes a point where you have to be like, all right, I need to explore with some kind of, exploration has to be a means to an end right it's like okay once we reach that point now i know then let's let's talk about you know what us looks like um mm -hmm. what about scotty what about you with with alex were some things that initially attracted you and lit your fireworks um i mean almost honestly everything i mean like i said the first thing the first thing was the curls uh <laughs> I've, I've for some reason it's something with curly hair just has always got me he's got but, a thing he's well, got a um, hey he's a man who knows what he wants he was just alex was just confident in everything about herself like she you know we both like like alex said we both got very deep very quickly because you know when we were on our dates it was it was during COVID again so it was like we we'd be sitting there talking for you know four hours five hours six hours but we didn't have to, like i didn't care about my phone going off i didn't have to look at who's texting me because none of it not none of it mattered but it things could wait and and also because we were through the phone and not next to each other i was not um you know i wasn't thinking about 
hooking up with her or kissing her or any of those things. It was just like getting to know her. Um, and she just seemed genuine. Yeah. And I mean, I've dated, I was like a serial dater. I, if I wasn't working, if it wasn't football season and I was off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I would have a date lined up Sunday, Monday, Tuesday with a different girl. Yeah. And <laughs> so like, but I feel like I, I was a good dater, <laughs> um, but I could also tell things very quickly. And I felt like Alex was just genuine in everything. And then also like we both had the East West coast connection. We were both born in the East coast, raised in the West coast, and then moved back to the East coast. And there were just so many things. And like Alex said, we got deep very quickly and it was just, everything flowed and everything was easy. I guess that's the word. Were you guys, so when you say got deep quickly, you were both in your what, like mid thirties when you met? Yeah, I was 35. Alex was 32. Mm-hmm. So was that a factor of just being at that point in your life? Or had you always been, did you always go deep early or want to go deep early with people you dated? Or was it a, more of a factor of of age? Or maybe it was in the pandemic. Like I feel like the pandemic kind of like made people be like, oh man, it's like you and me now. <laughs> like we don't know what's going to happen. So let's just kind of open up and talk because, you know, we may not have this opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I think through every relationship I was in, I um, got more in touch with my emotions and and would be able to get deeper with people. But there was, you know, every failed relationship, you would I would at least learn something from it. And, you know, I had had past relationships that failed because I wasn't emotionally ready, I guess I would say. Um, so I think that that was like, experience and and age helped me become more emotionally yeah become more emotionally attached to my like understanding of who I was and things like that sure and for me I've (laughs) always gone deep and dudes could not hang like 20 something year old dudes are like "Uh uh-huh like and you know can we take this? Yeah. What What does EQ mean? Right, right, right. So when you say going deep, um, so <laughs> definitely for me, again, like I, I truly think that a woman in her thirties is just a powerhouse because I really think that in your twenties, you're trying to figure out who the heck you are. You're trying to be mm-hmm. the girl you think is the most X, Y, Z desirable whatever. And, um, it's not to say that you are perfect or you have no insecurities, but truly it's like, this is me, you know? And Mm -hmm. I just came to terms with the fact that, and actually you said something similar, Scotty, that, you know, the person that's right for me is going to love me for me. Sure. And I don't put on a show and pretend like I'm like ditzy and like my voice is higher and like I'm like super chill you know I can really just be like let's talk about let's talk about you know the big stuff let's get in there you know what's you know how's your heart what do you care about what do you value in this world like yeah yeah you know no yeah I love that I love that and you definitely you get to 
I guess, qualify out for lack of a better term a lot quicker and not waste your time. And um, yeah, time is precious. Like 20s flew by, 30s are going to fly by. Like you just don't want to wake up at 40, 50 years old being like, yeah, that was fun, but not really meaningful. You exactly. Know? It, it so really saves everybody time. You don't want to be in that boat, right? Um, yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, so just moving forward. So you guys made it through the pandemic and like, what did, was, I guess, was there a point during which you were dating where you were like, all right, you know, things are starting to open up more. Life is coming like back to normal. Um, Cause I've heard, you know, like some couples may be like, all right, I'm, I'm out. Like you were a nice piece of convenience for me during this during the, a low time but now I'm trying to like move on since the world's opening up again did you guys like have a formal conversation about what life would be like after the pandemic with you two or was it just a natural progression right into being boyfriend I don't know if you want to call it a natural progression it was as one of Alex's friends called it it was a, a slip and slide uh <laughs> we literally just went in um we both we had it, like I said, like we said earlier, we had probably like three or four FaceTime dates before we met in real life. And That's great. we both or at least I personally said, if we, if we had chemistry and like, she was joking around, like on the call, like, you know, she's been with somebody who she like matched perfectly with, but they had no kissing chemistry. So we were like, if we have kissing chemistry and chemistry in our life, it's over. Like it's done. This is it. We like and both. <laughs> This is where it gets really unorthodox is we were like, if we meet and there's chemistry, like, and we went, we basically said it to each other, which is like, so cuckoo. Like, it's just so crazy. But we were basically like, then, then I, you're probably my person. And this is yeah. probably, yeah. and so that set us up for like, the minute we, we met at first, it was really like strange because we were trying to put the person in front of us to like the picture on FaceTime and we're yes, like, oh, yes, yes. Um, yes. like Dottie went in for the kiss right away. I was like, Ooh. yeah, um, literally met her when I picked her up. And also a big part of like during COVID when you're FaceTiming people and you're trying to like, meet, like nobody wants to meet up during COVID. We lived, I lived on 109 in Broadway and she lived on 118th in St. Nick. So it was like a 20 minute walk. So that was a big part of, like things be where we were so close to each other. So it made sure. sense. And yeah, I think literally after the first night, I was like, I think that I told my two of my best friends, Abby and Sarah, I was like, this is it. Um, the next week was like Sarah's birthday. And we, we all went and had a COVID hangout in the park on separate, um, on uh, separate blankets. And I was like, if she, as long as she, Sarah and Abby like like her like this is I think this is it yeah so then, it what we didn't have to have a conversation when the world by the time the world was opening up we had a dog Scott had like bought me a ring like yeah. there, there was the, seriously he bought me he bought a ring six months after we met yeah. and wow and kept it a you know a big secret kind of but it was like we both were in it we both were serious I think we've became official like a week after we had actually met in person like we were in wow there was that no... really is slip and slide now it I have was... reference <laughs> yeah <laughs> calls it a vegetable oil slip and slide meaning like 
yeah. it's like it's like totally kind of crazy but like really fun and really fast <laughs> going straight downhill like, um and uh, people were a little crazy because you know we hadn't integrated our lives yet because you couldn't really at that point but we both sort of assured everybody and and we had like facetime double dates and you know meetups and we had distanced meetups and kind of did as much oh. as we could to sort of assure the people in our lives that like mm-hmm. this was the real well, this is my person and that's amazing i mean i love the fact that you two took advantage you're you're playing with the cards you were dealt during the pandemic you weren't like you know you guys obviously dated a lot in real life separately and you weren't afraid to adjust and be like okay this is what i have to deal with so i'm just gonna make the best out of it and two scotty i liked what you said about how you weren't focused on like kissing her the physical aspect is like i literally had to just like get to know someone on a screen and I feel like dating in New York sometimes for better or for worse you know you can and also you're not really like I'm sure you guys did drink some during the FaceTime date but it's kind of like a weird at first you're not showing up being like oh you didn't bring a beer oh okay um you know you're kind of it can like dating in real life can turn to like oh drinking and then like oh you're looking hot like and that's the only thing on my mind right now but in over FaceTime, it's like, no, I have to like think of hard questions. I have to think of real answers. And I have no facade to put up. I have no like, yeah. That was a big thing. And also on top of it, it was right pandemic. I didn't get a haircut uh, like before the pandemic started. I didn't really think about it. And my hair was probably at the point when COVID started, like I probably should have got a haircut like a week prior and I didn't. So I was wearing a hat during our first date. And the only thing I was like self-conscious about was like my hair. <laughs> it was, you know, crazy. It was, it was not, it was, it was a lot. And, you know, I think it was just, I don't know. And like, again, like talking to Alex, it was just, everything felt easy. And she put me at ease, like chatting with her. And we did share a bottle of wine each, I feel like. On our first yeah, date, so. we drank during our dates. I mean, Scott owns a bar after yeah. all. Yeah, of course, of course. He's na- he but, naturally just has something in his hand. Correct. But but at the end of the day, like, truly, um, we did we did deal with the cards we were adult. And it ended up being, you know, the most kind of magical experience of our lives and let us here and you know we wouldn't have it any other way it's kind of crazy to think that mm-hmm. if kind of one of the most horrific things to have happened in history hadn't happened yeah we not have happened it's it's totally it is, wild it is kind of crazy so many good things you know came out of the darkness so to speak so what did um what did dating life look like for you two when after you had been because how many years did you date before you got engaged or one year. One year. Yeah. Bought the ring months after, but one one year. Yeah, I waited six months. Um, dating life looked, well, so again, it was like peak COVID. Yeah. Or not, so I guess, okay. But things were, it was, it was different because, you know, I would kind of joke around that, you know, working for the bar and working in the bar industry, um, you know, you get invited to, to shows all the time, to events, to like lick events put on by liquor companies, you get uh, invited to like, you know, Knicks games, Ranger games, like you get tickets to everything. So off is what he's trying to say. I couldn't show, I invite her cool events basically. Um, And I kept joking around. I was like, oh, you know, eventually like we'll be, you know, 
but COVID life, it was just, we would go on like double dates with like Abby and, um, and just go to like restaurants with, with our dog, Callie. Like that was kind of what it was. We didn't really go out. And also because the bar was so busy, we didn't, we did date nights, but we didn't like. Yeah, we didn't have any, we didn't do anything crazy. He kept saying, I can't wait till the world's open so I can like wine and dine you. And I was like, literally same. That sounds yeah. great. And also like the world's been open, so get on Resi. <laughs> but, yeah, and then yeah. once the world, once the world opened, no, we, we definitely, he started hitting up his contacts at, you know, different spots and we went to some really great meals and like, you know, yeah. got to experience the world together which we really weren't able to do for a long time so it was very very special and also what the crazy part i think also your question is um there was a lot of friends that we had talked about but we both hadn't met because everybody had their own situation with covid and um how they felt about being around things or being indoor and being outdoor so for about a year and a half even even times after we got engaged, it was like we were meeting new people and new friends that we had talked about over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. It was like learning how to fly, kind of, while already being in a, in a relationship that we feel like we're getting married in. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's almost like, it's almost like I don't need to hit all these other check marks. It's like, I know that we're meant to be with each other. So let's just like from here on we're gonna make it work you know it's like i don't need you to get approval from anyone else or i don't like have to like make you meet a friend in order for them to like you it's just i know you're the one i know you're gonna get along and let's just keep it moving and i admire and respect that you guys it's like after a year new i'm sure you're the two of you dating for a year with the intensity that you had in a good way was almost like the equivalent of someone dating for like three years oh yeah yeah. take it very slow we really, I mean, from the minute we met in person, we basically, I base, I basically moved in. Like <laughs> I was, we were, I was over there every day. Again, there's nothing to do, right? Like yeah, right, right. work, my fit, my whole industry had shut down. I had no job. So I truly like, and same with Scotty. Scotty would go to the bar, do a couple things, kind of like tidy up, come back. And then we would, you know, make all the TikTok fad like coffee drinks and you right. know do challenges and like be stupid yeah, together. I kind of remember that actually. I kind of remember oh, you yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, getting to to meet other people was were it was definitely really important. Something that Scotty and I really bonded over was how important our friendships are and our chosen family. And we definitely made sure that the most important people in our lives had we had met them through FaceTime or Zoom or whatever we were able to do. And those people were, you know, like my friends were like, oh my God, this, this is it. Like you found him. This is, it's all made sense. Like, you know, all of that dating and waiting is paid off. This is your person. Um, And it's always super comforting to hear. And, you know, Scott's friends liked me too. And it was mm-hmm. just a really, it having a little bit of reassurance is beautiful, but we knew before, before yeah, that. Of course. And also if you, if you know, the person is, is a good person with good values. And it's like, I know this is, I'm, I'm excited for you to meet my friends because I know you guys are going to hit it off and I can't wait for them. Um, 
to see this side of me, which is you. Yeah. Um, what about any big like obstacles or any big challenges that you guys had? I know the pandemic obviously is like the easy low hanging fruit, <laughs> but what about like personally, did you guys have any like big challenges or big obstacles you had to get through as a couple together? I, I almost don't think we did. It's embarrassing to say <laughs> we've had no struggles. Like... <laughs> um, we must have something. I, you know, my family like loved her right away. I mean, we had a, there's a funny thing cause we're both, so we are both Jewish. Um, and Alex doesn't really like she's, we, we both are Jewish by, um, we're culturally Jewish. We're not like religious really anymore. We'll celebrate the holidays, but that's really it. We don't go to like temple or anything. Um, and I, I more am pushing to celebrate the holidays than Alex, but my mom, the only, I don't think, I think the only thing was, yeah, it would be a struggle. Um, Basically, all he was trying to say is that there's a story where his mom forgot that I was Jewish and basically didn't care about me at all and did give me the time of day. When she found out I was Jewish, it was like, okay, like, married. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's literally all it took. Amazing. Wow, that's it. That was it. It wasn't a struggle. It's, you know. The only struggle maybe had is when we, when COVID happened, and I don't even think it was a struggle, Alex worked at Blue Haven East because nobody, everybody was making more money on unemployment than they were uh, if they, and they were making similar money on unemployment without having to work. So Alex had to come work at Blue Haven East with me because we didn't have many, we didn't have anybody to work. So there were some times where we were yelling at each other, um, but it was mainly just because the music was so loud and we were trying to get the music to go outside. Basically we started working together and I was, he, I was, I'd never bartended in my life and Scotty would, you know, yell at me to do something. And I was like, I'm doing this as a favor. I'm not even supposed to be, I've never bartended. And um, basically that was the end of us, you know, working together. So we, <laughs> we decided Alex doesn't work at Blue Haven because yeah. we'll, you know, eat each other alive. Yeah. And, um, That's good. That's good I, that you know that. I also think that it really is crazy that we haven't had any huge, um, huge like hurdles. Um, we've, we've, yeah, we've learned a but, lot about each other. Yeah. I think it's more like the interpersonal little things. So like, like I, I have anxiety and I have ADHD. And so Scott has had to sort of navigate what living with somebody like that is like. Mm. Um, and, yeah. you know, like Scotty, it loves to be on time. And I, with ADHD, so kind of suffer from time blindness. And so at first he would get really mad at me because I would like say I'd be over to the bar in five minutes. And then it was like 30 minutes later. And he's like, oh my God, where are you? Right. Um, right, right, right. That, like the little sort of day-to-day things but then a mix of like communication and patience we sort of got to know each other more and I was like you know this is this is not me being disrespectful this is like an actual like you know I'm just a little neuroatypical and in this way and you know please know that this is not something that I'm doing to you I yeah. would love 
be somebody who was always on time and never lost her keys, but that's just not me. <laughs> and uh, so Scott has, you know, taken on, you know, being the key finder for all time. Like, where's my phone? Where's my keys? Yeah. But And, and Scott has his things too. Scott, you know, doesn't always, um, he's with the bar and stuff. He has tons of reservations. His phone is blowing up constantly. Like, you know, yeah. sometimes it's, it's wild how many texts he gets in a day. And so his brain is on seven things at once sometimes. And so occasionally I'd be talking to him and get really upset because I would see that he was not listening. Mm-hmm. It would make me feel, you know, obviously like not heard. Um, yeah. And then you know, again, communication. And and I think at the end of the day is all communication. Like whenever we were upset or not even upset, something was just bothering us. We just communicated. Yeah. We always say like, you know, we're on each other's team. So yeah, at we the would, end of the day, we have a, we have a joke that's, you know, if I'm, if I'm being somewhat mean or, or something to Alex, she'll be like team Alex. And I'll be like, okay, okay. Team Alex. Yep. <laughs> team Alex. Like get on my team, Scott. I like that. I like that. No, that's beautiful. That's um, kind of reminds me a little bit of of Z and AK with their State of the Union every year. You know, making sure that they're. Oh, yeah, we've talked about that. We're like, we want to do that. Yeah, you got to ask them if you can. You got to ask them permission. But um, yeah, no, it's. I think it's that's a beautiful reminder. Um, it's almost like if Scotty's being mean to you, it's like he's being mean to the to the couple, mm-hmm. and he's part of that couple. So it's almost like, hey, just uh, like check the perspective. Um, but yeah, so it sounds like just through your kind of little interpersonal interactions, as you said, Alex, you need to know each other more. Obviously, some flaws get manifested. And the way to get through those flaws um, is through communication and this transparency and being like, sorry, Scotty, like this is part of my genetic makeup or sorry, Alex, like this is part of my job. This is what like, come to the territory so just that you know that it's not personal or it's not something that is um unique yeah i think we definitely are very lucky because um we we also both are really quick to kind of circle back and you know if like if i have a little blow up. Right. I'll, I'll be like, I'm so like, okay, I'm so sorry. Like, it's not about you. I'm just like really like upset right now. And I just like need to get it out. And like, I'm not mad at you. Right. We're really, we're really quick to be like, okay, this is not, you know, this is not an attack on you or to, you know, Scott is incredible at, at kind of being the first to say sorry. And really like we, we, there are very few you know, I can't even really count real fights that we've had. I can't even really count them because they get squashed so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that takes a lot of uh, deep breaths and a lot of of really like stepping back in perspective and recognizing that ultimately we both want the same thing, which is to to support one another and be supported. And so things get get squashed and we move through things really, really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of us are, you know, 
Scott is probably one of the most even keeled people I've ever met. He puts me to shame. <laughs> so yeah. it's very helpful. You feel like you bounce each other out in that way? Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah, I'm definitely more I'm I'm definitely more emotional. Um well you got the Jewish and the Italian side. You know, that's like I, I really do. I've got like the Jewish palm and baking soda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love feelings. Um and Scott is very um yeah, I don't even know how to describe how you are when we kind of get into little things, but he like yeah. the first person to be like, let's talk about it. Like, I'm sorry. He always like takes responsibility for his piece of anything really quickly, which makes me calm down and then <laughs> allows me to take responsibility for mine. He's really beautiful in, in any sort of like, you know, quarrel or like interaction. That's a little sure. spicy. So. And Scotty, do you feel like that was part of the emotional maturity part? I mean, you said that over the years, you've learned to become more and more emotionally mature. I, yeah. I, I was actually thinking of it in terms of like you knowing yourself and opening up and being able to communicate, but also sounds like emotional maturity has the other side of it, which is like learning how to get through conflict, learning how to communicate, learning how to keep the ship even keel, as Alex said, is that, is there truth to that? A hundred percent. And, you know, I think everybody's been in like an argument with somebody, a friend, a family member, or like a loved one. And or even not an argument. You just come in the kitchen and you see like something is in a different spot. And like, mm-hmm. you could be like, you could say something or, or you could be like, what, what, it, like you could think about it and be like, what, what am I, what is it going to solve if I say something, if it's not really like that big of a deal. And so you just like, not something, not, you're not going to like bottle it all up. You can bring it up like at another time, but like, I think it was, and then, or if like something bothers like me. picking your battles. Yeah, like it's basically choosing your battles. And also like knowing that like, she's not doing this on purpose. She's not, you know, nothing Alex ever does is like, if it is, if it's anything bad or anything, like no, never intentional. She is like the nicest human being and cares more for others than anything ever. Like she feels other people's pains at all times. So I know nothing she ever is doing is intentional. Yeah, well, you bring up a good point, Scott, because I feel like not a good point about me being so great. A good point about about that, like, I think part of what allows us to move through things quickly is the fact that we really respect each other. And so we know that neither of us are trying to do something to one another. Um, There isn't like animosity or stuff that's building up that we're trying to get at each other. that really truly it's like maybe a quirk or a thing or a moment in time or a busy day at work or something else going on. And so just giving each other grace um, allows us to be able to like, you know, pick our battles and to not get too, you know, not, not break a sweat over the small stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The respect part I think is, is really big. I'm glad you mentioned that Alex, because that seems like, holding holding your partner or your spouse um looking at them with like a certain level of value and um value for them but also the relationship itself i think uh stems is like the birth of respect in that sense um so yeah that's that's uh definitely a great point um and then do, i know you two early on after your first face time you want to get married um so 
if I asked like, how did you know she was the one or when did you know it? It was probably <laughs> the second you saw Scotty on Tinder with all those, all those bar pictures. Um, <laughs> no, that, not really, not quite yeah. that early. <laughs> but no, um, so when did you guys, did you guys have like a conversation about marriage and it was like, was it something you two that was always important to you too? Like you always knew like, okay, yeah, I do want to like, I do want to get married and start like an official partnership with somebody. Um, did you have an idea about how like maybe your relationship would change once you got married, if at all? Not, I, I had no idea about like if the relationship, like how much, what would change when we got married? Like I had nothing, no thoughts on that per se. Yeah. Um, but I was just, yeah, I think right. I think two days after we met, I was like, this is it. And then, you know, I have two best, like I said, I have two uh, really good friends that are females and they, they would always give me stuff about like saying that too early, but you know, a couple of weeks went by and nothing had changed. And basically again, like we were in COVID and every week was like, you know, we were spending every single moment with each other, like every minute of every day. And that was also during like the black lives matter protests. And I just saw how like incredible of a human being she was. And I, mm-hmm. I, I knew from the beginning, I started asking friends for uh, if they had a ring person and stuff like that. But I had always said I was not going to propose until the until everything was like, until things were open. So I would have bought a I would have bought a ring and like a week after we met. And I mean, six months later, isn't that far off? Yeah, yeah. I- I definitely felt like there were certain things that I can remember that made me sure because I do fall pretty, both of us fall pretty hard, pretty fast. Um, And then usually it's like, there's a barrier to entry there, you know, like something is in the way, but with the two of us, because we're both like that, there was really nothing in the way. So it was really easy, but there were, little moments so one of them was this dance party that scott referred to earlier on in uh today's episode where a bunch of my friends and i we we love edm so this is like a funny thing about me and us and we basically missed going to shows we missed going if you know new york city going to venues like Brooklyn Mirage and things like that and seeing our favorite DJs. And so we were like, we don't know how long we're going to be in this. So basically we set up these virtual raves where we like would play, we'd press play on a set. It was basically a silent disco. We'd like press play on a set and we have headphones. We dress up and we would dance for hours and with, you know, our friends in little screens and we would like, you know, have drinks and, you know, just sort of party. And we would do it like once a week. And it was, I think the night after Scott and I had our first date that he came, I invited him and I was like, I wonder if he could get down with this. Like, can he hang? And he didn't say yes right away. And I was like, oh, bummer. You know, it's fine. Like he's got this happy hour thing that he's going to for his bar turns out that the reason he didn't want to say yes right away was both because the happy hour and he didn't want to seem too eager too fast but then Scott being Scott he was like and I'm gonna go (laughs) so he ended up joining after the happy hour brought some of his friends 
and invited them too. And he danced with us for hours. We got off the call at 2 a.m. I think we started at like Uh, 11. And wow, that's incredible. It was unreal. And I was like, this is exactly the kind of human that I want to be with who just is a yes person and can do this like really weird thing with me and be cool with it. And after the call, when it ended at 2 a.m., then he called, like snuggled up in bed and like FaceTime for another hour or something. It was just so cute and sweet. Uh, And, you know, being able to hang with my friends, being able to do things that I enjoy doing and, and want to integrate right away to me was a really, really good sign, the integration piece um, and the kind of co-mingling of friends. Yeah. And then this was when uh, we had already met and, you know, things got just started getting serious um, like a week later. And I remember he immediately was like, hey, you know, I'd love to make space for you in my closet, like bring some things over. You know, I don't want you to have to kind of lug things back and forth. Um, and, you know, he made all this room for me to basically like nest. Um, and he bought me very, very, it was like two weeks in, he like bought us matching robes and like slippers from Pottery Barn. <laughs> And he just was like, I was like, is this guy, I thought I was being punked. I was like, this guy's either a psychopath or a dream. And I don't know which it is. And I also want to share here that I'm very aware that the exact same things that Scott was doing could absolutely terrify a different girl. But it was exactly what I wanted. It was like, that thing could literally scare a girl off so fast. Oh yeah, exactly. It was exactly my speed. And I just thought it was so sweet. He also did a really weird thing that was like, he had seen something on shark tank and at the very beginning, before I had like moved in, this was like still week one. Yeah. He was like, what's your address? And like got my address and I was like, what's he going to do? And all of a sudden I get this package and inside it, is a potato, like an actual potato. What? And it had writing on it and it said, I want to always, you know, as it was like something like, I really like you and I always want to do things that make you smile. Like, and it was, it was like a company where they like write something on a potato and send it as a, as a letter or like, a, oh, it, I, I think I remember hearing about this actually, maybe from you guys. A potato. I was like, this is the strangest thing that I've ever received. <laughs> it is so cute. Like the way he courted me, even when there yeah. was nothing to go or nothing to do. I was vegan at the time. Our first date, he made a little picnic in the park and had like called a friend to see like what he could make me that was vegan and like oh, made That's bread and made me like these craft cocktails with like my favorite ingredients. Like truly the wow. level thoughtfulness and care I was like I feel so cared for by this person yeah that hardly know like I felt so loved up um just right away and I was was like this guy is it 
Wow. That's, that's extremely, extremely thoughtful. Um, you must've thought Scotty, you're like, Scotty, I thought you're from California, not Idaho or middle America. <laughs> potato. Did you, did you keep, did you keep the potato? Like how long did you keep it for? Or did you eat it? Did you eat the potato? Point of contention because the potato was around for a long time, long time. but I don't know if you've ever kept a potato for a long time. It starts like growing, like, yeah. Like, like sprouts from, yeah. It rots. Let's be real. It yeah. rots. And so when it started rotting, I threw it out and he was like, I can't believe you threw out the potato that my life, my, you know, my, love my first gift, my, my love, love potato. potato. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. You guys at like, your wedding, at your wedding, you should have had like potatoes, like five ways. <laughs> Mashed potatoes, oh baked potato. That would have actually probably saved us a lot of money. Potatoes are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> they are really cheap. No, but that's so, that's, um, Scotty, that's very impressive, like very thoughtful. Goes back to Alex, what you said about showing interest and um, caring for somebody and just putting an effort. Because yeah, during the pandemic, you really did have to be creative. And um, it wasn't just like, oh, book a reservation at a restaurant or go to a bar or you know classic it was like you more unique stuff and it obviously showed to your point you you said earlier that he was a good listener it showed that scotty was paying attention and um wanted to i feel like it was you know it i i listened to a podcast i don't know if you guys know a podcast called the man enough podcast which is a really good podcast and in it one of the guys said that you know, he gets more or his wife, I think it's more pleasure and excitement and joy from him just like making her coffee or making the bed or unloading the dishwasher, like mundane tasks that add up as opposed to doing this like grand gesture of a red carpet and a horse and buggy and all. And not to say like, of course, women like that as well, but some of the more thoughtful things, um, the little thoughtful things sounds like Scotty was really in tune to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, everybody has their love languages and, yeah. and these little things where he would think of me and take these little actions that, you know, showed that yeah. it just like every little thing was so sweet. He's just, you know, write me all these post-it notes. Like as I would come up to his door, there'd be a post-it note in the door waiting for me saying something like really beautiful about how much he like loves getting to know me or how much he loves me or how he can't wait to spend the rest of his life with me. You know, it was just like, I, it was, it was truly magical. And, you know, all of my friends have said, Scotty sets the bar. Like, like he really sets the bar high. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> um, and, and it really, yeah. you know, it like, it felt like that. I almost felt weird, like talking to my friends sometimes. Cause I was like, yeah did this other incredible thing <laughs> for yeah, me like, yeah like what are you guys doing how's your dating life yeah right right <laughs> scotty were you let ask you a question scotty were you like apprehensive at all when you were doing like the matching robes or sending her like the post-it notes like were you just like this is who i am and i really want to show her i care or were there points where you're like a little reticent and, and like uh maybe i shouldn't do all this too qu this quickly no never really i always so like also with over time and learning who you are and things like that, you know, I think I, I think I always tell you and I always tell people like you at the end of the day, you can't like you can fall in love with the idea of somebody, 
But right. once you get to know them, you like you just have to be yourself at the end of the day. Like there's no reason to mask who you are. And I had done that before and I had tried to like pretend to be in on something else or pretending to like something. Then I just am now I've I've started to learn through relationships that you just have to be brutally honest and be who you are because at the end of the day, somebody is going to eventually love you for who you are, not for who you pretended to be or who you think this person wants you to be. So I've just been, I want to say for the last, like once I finally realized who I am and things like that, which is probably the last like eight years of my life, I've just been myself and I'm goofy, silly. Um, I love matching things. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) The amount of matching things we have is like a, that's a running joke with all of our friends. They're like, how at our wedding, they were like, how many outfits are going to be matching? And there were (laughs) a lot over under seven and it blew over. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So like, so I mean, and again, it was all with, and I think at the end of the day, timing is everything, but I was never, I've always just said, whoever, somebody is going to like me for who I am. So I'm just going to be at all times, whether that's sending a million texts, um, not like bothering texts, but like sending, you know, just being who I am. I'm, if I'm going to be who I am and somebody's going to love me for who I am. So, yeah. And we're also, you know, we're very similar in terms of like how much we love love and how silly we are. We're so silly. Um, probably two of the silliest people anybody's ever met. Um, and I, only behind closed doors do you get the full full picture but it is it is goofy over here um but we're also very different like I I have an MFA in acting I'm a drama girl I'm a theater person I'm an artist I like I'm a meditator I'm a you know and Scott like Scott owns a sports bar when I tell you I knew less than zero about sports like couldn't teams couldn't like hadn't you know like truly knew nothing never went to a super bowl party in my life like really uh, yeah like i'm so we really are in a lot of ways so different like in terms of like our um you know if you were to write down on a list like uh hobbies or like things like that we would definitely only cross over in a couple places but again it's like the the kinds the kind of humans we try to be in the world. I think that's really where there's. Yeah. Well, then there's also story like, so when you fall in love with the idea of somebody like, you know, Alex's Instagram, it, she was a soul cycle. She was a, not soul cycle, but she was a spin instructor. Right. I ride bike to and from work every day. I was so excited. I was like, all right, we're going to be able to go on like bike rides together. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my all God. these things. It's going to be so nice. Oh my God. Turns out Alex is incredible at riding uh bikes that don't move and <laughs> but she's not the best she's she's not really great at riding bikes that <laughs> do you need training wheels but like but like think it's again like you fall in love with the idea you can fall in love with the idea of somebody and then like you know i thought in our lives some cool road biker i thought we were gonna be like riding bikes for dates and things like that and we weren't and the first time he tried to get me on his he had two road bikes and the first time he was like let's just go to central park i was panicking i was like i am not gonna be able to hang i had like never ridden a road bike in my life and we just it was like a few blocks to central park 
And when I tell you I ran into a mail truck, like full, like almost full speed, like ran into a mail truck. Um, and so I was like, okay, so she's not great at getting bikes that go places. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Scotty, you have to put her, you have to get some pegs and just put her on the back. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, Scotty, it's like, I like that you mentioned that a lot because it is so easy to fall in love with the idea of somebody to fall in love. And I heard um, one pastor one time say something about like, look for patterns, not potential. Because mm. patterns are like, are what they're going to bring into the next phase, like the habits, whereas potential, obviously you do look for potential, right? Because we're always growing, but potential to your point, Scott, it can be synonymous with the idea of somebody. And you're like, in your head, you're like, how does this perfect person fit into my perfect world? And the reality is nobody's perfect and our worlds aren't perfect. And sometimes they don't fit. And sometimes you, but sometimes you obviously like you adjust. And I was just going to ask a couple more questions as we kind of finish, but um, Scotty, you mentioned about being yourself and Alex, same with you, but I, I would assume you two have changed in some ways since meeting each other. Are there, what are some ways in which I know you obviously have remained yourself and been true and authentic to yourself, but what are some ways in which you've changed um, and how are you different than you were three years ago? I am an only child <laughs> and it doesn't show up as much as one would think. I think Scotty was kind of surprised at how not only child like I am in many ways, but definitely transitioning to a we uh, really was a big shift for me. Um, and I, you know, Scott was so good at doing like the little things, like, you know, if he went and got coffee, he would just get two because, you know, he figured I would probably want some, or like, if he would go to the store, he'd make sure he like got me things that I liked, even if I didn't ask for anything. And, um, he was really good at the Wii. And to be fair, he also had been in, more long-term adult relationships. I had been in one really um, in my like adult years, like a few years before Scotty. And yeah. Scotty lived with another uh, person before and had sort of done, done the thing. And <clears throat> I think that really changed me a lot. And honestly, like Scott modeled that for me a lot and I learned from him. And so I started shifting my behavior and started learning about things that, you know, he really appreciates and, you know, really listening to, like you had mentioned about like acts of service. Scott loves these like really little minute things that are just signs of like, you know, being there for him. One of them being a cup of ice water when he gets home. It is the littlest thing in the whole world, but Every day that I remember, I make sure that I do that. And it's, you know, not something, it's not in my, my wheelhouse to, I'm very supportive, but not to think of others before myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was a big transition for me. And I think I've learned so much and grown so much from watching Scott model that. Yeah. So he brought, he stretched you and made you uncomfortable, comfortable with being uncomfortable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it's now it's starting to be more, um, more of a pattern. Yeah. Of, uh, That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alex has changed the way I think. 
Um, I kind of actually, I said this in our vows at the wedding. I said, she kind of, she made me move away from why is this happening to me to, um, what was the word? Why not? Why is this happening to us? It was why happening for me. How why is this happening for me or for us? Um, and she changed the way I see the world. Um, and you know, through her work, she does a lot of lot of things with um, women and uh, being comfortable in their own skin and their own bodies and. Uh, she just completely has changed my outlook on life and people mm. and allowing everything like things that prior to Alex, I may have like laughed at or maybe not understood right away. Um, and I think also during our relationship with BLM and everything like that, I think that was a big, um, a big changing point in like our lives and how we look at things and I think she's definitely changed me into being a better person, even though I think it was a good one. But uh, um, yeah. And then, I mean, if you look at three years ago, I mean, I partied all the time. I think my, I think, I think when you have stability and you're, you know, when you're not having to go on dates and you're not having to go to like go out three, four times a week on a date and searching for that person, definitely, I think everybody probably, or you, you're partying cuts back a lot. So I think that's a big change in our. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, I mean, as you said, you're like, Scott says, you're a great excuse for me to come home. <laughs> it's like, I love that you, that I get to say, oh, you know, right. gotta get back to life. Yeah. And he's, I don't mean it derogatorily. It's like, <clears throat> like, I actually, I would like to be home with you. And therefore yeah. it's, you're a great excuse to come right. home. Right. You're not, you're not, you're not coercing me to come home. I actually like I'm very excited about leaving. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, well, that's beautiful. So any, I know you guys are getting a lot of great advice, but just as we kind of part, um, what would you guys say is just like the cornerstone of your relationship? And is there any kind of like final advice you might bestow upon people who are listening? I think it, for me, I think it, it's what kind of I said earlier is just being yourself mm -hmm. because once you find that person who, once you find that person who likes you for you and you, you know, you've been yourself and like, I fell in love with Alex. I mean, at first, you know, thing, but then I fell in love with her and I was a hundred percent me. There was, I wasn't like hiding anything. And for me, it was, yeah, just being yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that our love story is a big um, it really highlights how everything happens for a reason um, if you believe in that sort of thing yeah. <clears throat> and every you know to sort of throw it back if Scott hadn't followed a girl out here, <clears throat> we might ne have never met. If yeah. the world had down, we might have never met. Um, there are so many things that had to happen exactly as they happened. Our hearts had to break over and over and over again in order for this love story to happen. And so 
to trust that what is meant for you will not pass you by. Mm-hmm. And when things don't work out, to trust that there is something better that is waiting for you. It's a lot of like trust and faith, I think. Yeah. Um, and to not give up hope because I think part of our the cornerstone of our relationship is that we never gave up hope. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad Alex went last. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Scotty, I cannot wait for you to play this episode over the loudspeakers at Blue Haven East. Yeah, definitely. We'll have a-, a listening party. A listening, a listening party. party. Oh my goodness. Yes. Everybody talks during the entire episode. <laughs> then they have to pay for everybody's bill. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we can make it a drinking game. Like take a sip of something every time. Scotty says I'm in love. Which is <laughs> um, but no, thank you too. This is awesome. I think that you left us with a lot of great pieces of advice. Um, you two are very transparent and vulnerable. Um, and I think your story, to your point, Alex, your story is actually a big source of hope, you know, for people who are maybe in their 30s and haven't found someone they want to be with or maybe you know they're in a point where they feel alone like you guys did during the pandemic um and even just putting yourself out there um you know dating apps aren't a crutch but there's another avenue or opportunity you know to showcase yourself and you never know what could happen um and you guys did that with like intentionality um and it's something that's really admirable so you guys, Scotty, I've always told you, I know you get, you catch some heat from our friends about it when you, when you post about your love for Alex, <laughs> it's almost oh. like reading, like, it's like reading like Shakespeare or something. It's <laughs> like, this, this guy really say this? <laughs> and I, um, it's funny. It's like, you know, when I've read it, I've thought to myself, you know, I hope that I find someone who I can feel the same way that like Scotty feels about Alex. And uh, not that everyone needs to have that level um, in order for it to be real, but it just like that many posts, that many hard feed yeah, posts, that many posts. Yeah, <laughs> Scotty almost went on. I'm sure people, some people put Scotty on mute on Instagram because they're just <laughs> no. But in all seriousness, like I always, I always um, admired you, Scotty. A for being so open about it, and B for like expressing how you felt so much about Alex and the depth of your feelings. So. Appreciate that. I, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you doing that. So on that note, episode number 18 of Cornerstones, Mr. and Mrs. Cohen, so glad you guys came on. This is great. This is the first time I um, have interviewed a couple actually from both your industries um, in like fitness and uh, women's health and hospitality. And it's really cool. And I'm very glad to be a part of it. I'm glad you guys came on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Park. Of okay. course. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Yeah. Episode number 18. That is a wrap. <laughs>